0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the Zelda Informer podcast, I believe episode 19. There is only two of us this week because we had some awesome, cool plans that we sort of teased last week that seems to have apparently fell through. For now. Uh, yeah. for, now for now, who, who knows? Uh, so I didn't really plan to bring out any special guests. Uh, it's also a little different this week because... Uh, because of everything that was going on, I didn't really gather up fan topics. Plus for those who know, like I don't have that document anymore that kept track of the fan topics that I just started (laughs) because of my computer being fried. So, um, that's okay. Well, once I get my new setup going, which by the way, happening this week, I, I have like everything coming. So that's cool. Uh, thank you to everyone who, uh, donated to help out, uh, a week or so ago or two weeks ago, however long ago that was now. It feels like it happened like eight months ago, even though it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was, it's been a long process since then. I miss having a proper workstation. Um, anyways, I will be doing a live stream of putting that computer together because it's a desktop computer and I'm building it. It's my first build since 2007. Um, so come watch me screw everything up and blow up my computer. <laughs> Hey, at least this is under warranty, so (laughs) if I do do break something, I can get a replacement. (laughs) Uh, Some of the parts arrived today. Uh, I think everything else is arriving tomorrow except the case, so when you're listening to those podcasts on Wednesday, it will actually be the day of the live stream. I will be streaming it that evening. Um, The stream will probably only be on Facebook. I want to get it on Facebook, Twitch and youtube but i only can because i don't have that computer put together i have to stream from this really crappy laptop <laughs> um and i have a feeling there's no way in heck i can stream to all three services at once um there is a chance that i could like have a webcam stream to twitch and youtube for it with a separate stream from my phone going to facebook because uh apparently the i heard the live on facebook stuff works really well off the mm-hmm. phone it does um So I might do the. It might be. It might be possible. I'm running two separate streams entirely, Um, and when I do that, I will also be. I'll be doing like a Q and A, answering questions about Zelda, while I explain what I'm doing for that book. Because I know we had some people on Facebook that expressed um, that they're kind of tech enthusiasts too, uh, more on the software side, and they want to see more in depth on the hardware side. And I used to be like a part of Geek Squad and went to college like in the past to like do hardware repairs and stuff. Um, I've I've been. I'm way out of touch though. the, the GPU arrived today, and I just took it out of the box to make sure that you know it wasn't broken. Yeah. Make sure it wasn't because sh- because the, the actual box it came in had a big dent in it. So I was like, oh. Um, I took it out, and I'm like, um, this thing looks like three times the size of the last time I installed the GPU in a computer. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I'm a little I'm a little out of out of touch because apparently uh, even like the nine eighties, nine 960s were way bigger than back when I installed uh. Some AMD, something I don't even remember. It was a really crappy card I got at Best Buy. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyways, so obviously the second person of the day, you've seen him on screen or uh, you've heard him laugh and comment a, a few times here, is Mister Alfred. Hello. The co-host who's a little sad that things seem to not be working out tonight. Hopefully, Hello. hopefully it doesn't signal in the end. For those who uh, who didn't get the tease, we were gonna. Well, we talked about it on the site and Facebook. We were going to interview uh, Dronmore, the current producer of the Pokemon Symphony, mm-hmm. and the former producer of the Zelda Symphony, I think for the 25th anniversary, which was the very first one, and then the season one and season two. Uh, which, obviously, right now, I think that's ran by... What, what's that guy's name again? Jason Michael Paul. Yeah, Is Jason the, Michael yeah, Paul. Yeah, current guy. Yeah. So, uh, and, and who knows... Um, I guarantee we're probably never going to be able to interview that guy. I've actually requested an interview with him before. He didn't really seem too keen to the idea.
1: <laughs> I mean, hey, I'd rather have Duran anyway. <laughs> but
0: Dron's so. a great guy, and
1: uh, I
0: have never actually been to the Zelda Really? Any of them. None I've of been them. to every time they've come to Dallas, I've
1: yeah, seen the, them and the Pokemon Symphony.
0: Like, I'd like to say, oh, they just don't come to my area because, hey, I live in, like, northern Wisconsin. Like, that's not an area they come to. Well, they actually do come to Minneapolis, which is only an hour and a half away. So it's well worth the trip to go to the Zelda Symphony. I just, every time it's scheduled, I forget about it. And then it's coming. I'm like, oh, man, it's happening this weekend. I should get some tickets quick. And then I realize I don't have any babysitters. Uh, I can babysit. I want to take my girlfriend with um, and let her experience, you know, this really unique um, thing. Because she's not really big into Zelda. But I think she would learn to appreciate a lot more of what I do here at Zelda Informer. Um, but if she got to go see that, it could be more than just playing these games on the screen. Like, you know, just yeah. the sounds and everything. I took
1: my fiancé to it, and she really enjoyed it. So
0: Yeah, I think it's something that uh, she would really appreciate um, and actually learn to appreciate more of what I do. Because sometimes she has a hard time viewing what
1: I do as work. um makes things a little complicated when you work from home. But see, Here's the thing, too, is that there's, there's two ways you can go about going to one of those symphonies, either the Pokemon one or the Zelda one. Mm-hmm. is you can either cosplay, or since it's a symphony, you can dress up really, really nice. So you can yeah. be like, oh, and hey, we, what are we doing we... tonight? Oh, well, babe, we're, I'm taking you to the symphony, so it's going to be really fancy, and then we're going to go to, like, McDonald's. Yeah, a, yeah. <laughs> McDonald's.
0: <laughs> what do you mean McDonald's? I kind of spent all my money on this. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's actually – so um, maybe next time it comes around, um, I'll, I'll go to it if uh, in Minneapolis, especially if I find out it has Breath of the Loud music. Um, that would instantly make me want to go. Uh, especially since that game doesn't come out for a while. <laughs> uh, so, speaking of Breath of the Wild, let's just get right into the usual starting thing I like to do, and that's talk about Zelda. And believe it or not, we actually have Breath of the Wild news. Um, no, it's not showing off anything new in the game, so sorry. <laughs> uh, but it's more more like insight into some of the development behind the scenes, uh, which is always wonderful to get. And it's usually not insight we typically get before the game even comes out. So there was an interview uh, done in Japan. I forget which publication it it was, but the interview sat down with a bunch of artists um, that have worked on Breath of the Wild. uh, And some, one of them in specific worked also on Skyward Sword. Um, I'm not exactly sure how long these artists have been working at Nintendo or working on Zelda games because I just haven't had the time to research them and unfortunately artists usually don't get this kind of spotlight. Usually you don't get an interview that involves like artists behind a game. Um, especially from Nintendo, it's usually it's Aonumu or Shigeru Miyamoto. You said it right uh, or, this
1: time. Yeah.
0: I uh, I know. Yeah, as soon as I switch back to the other computer I'm going to say it wrong. the new <laughs> computer. It must be a computer related thing. Um actually I I've been, I practice trying to say that. Before they the podcast, anyway,
1: just over and over again.
0: Um. So, oh, did I even start the timer? Okay, I did. <laughs> uh, I'm not that I'm worried about going over time with just two of us here. But um. So, the very first uh, part of this interview that I want to talk about is the one that's generated the most, I guess, controversial controversy at Zelda Informer among our fans. Um. And this comes. Uh, this is a statement made by Takumi Wada. I'm sure I butchered that. I don't know how it's pronounced in you're, Japanese. You're one for two now, I guess. One for two. Because, I i mean, this is how it looks like it's pronounced in English. So, and that means it's totally wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, he was talking about uh, why he was the person who created uh, one of the official pieces of art. Like, the very first official art that got released for the game that depicted Link shooting a bow um it's one of the most common art pieces out there we use that on a lot of our, our breath of the wild related posts a lot of other um internet artists i, I don't want to call them internet artists but that's where they share their art is on the internet um have like basically copied that exact art in their own style uh, so it's very common i'm sure you guys have seen it in the video i'll probably pop up a little picture of it quick um and he in designing that art Well, the biggest controversy in that art that exists at the time is that it did not have Link's green tunic on or his hat, um, which is something we have not actually seen in Breath of the Wild at all yet. And here's what he had to say about um, the choice of creating the art in that direction and not having the iconic clothes. And he said, not having Link's iconic green clothes and triangular hat in the main illustration was a brave decision. But the concept that Link changes various clothes in the title was decided from the start. So this design, first and foremost, set about to show symbolic, symbolically that this is a different every time. That it is different every time. That, you know, your experience with the game, the clothes you wear, you're never going to really be doing wearing the exact same stuff every time you play the game. Um, so this kind of blew up because... People are kind of mad that there's no green (laughs) tunic so far. That we know Um, of, yeah. Yeah, like this... People are almost taking these quotes a little out of context because the official art was done in a way to um, highlight, obviously, the blue tunic, but also highlight that this is not your typical Zelda game. And, yeah, you're going to have different clothes. And that's a concept that was apparently there very, very early in development. It wasn't something they just decided later on. It was something they wanted to do. Um, so, uh, just, just to kind of throw a little, a little bit of my side of this out here, about people taking it out of context, uh, Nintendo has never said the green tunic is not going to be in the game. And this would not be the first nor the last Zelda game where you do not start out having the green tunic. Um, it might be the game, the only game out there where there's no point in the game that requires you to wear the green tunic. Um, so it could for the first time ever be completely optional. In fact, it is because it was confirmed that you can leave the Great Plateau without wearing it, and since you can go directly to the final boss, once you do that, you obviously don't need to wear it to beat the game. So it is optional if, if it even is in the game. Um, so some people took this kind of quote from uh, Takumi here and combined it with me Miy- with Shige Miyamoto saying that, oh, he doesn't know. Um, he said he wasn't even sure if it was in the game. One second there, I got a cough. <coughs> Sorry about that. If you're watching the video version, you just saw me hack up a lung. Um I, I muted it
1: because I didn't want it to come through in the it's mic. Okay. It's clear my throat all the time.
0: Well, I, uh, I, I've been fighting a cold here for the last two weeks. Anyways, so, because uh, Shigeru Miyamoto said that, and a and thing to point out with Shigeru Miyamoto is that this is the first Zelda game he's not really involved with. So... He's not going to know if the green tunic is in the game because he's not making the game. So he's not supposed to know if it's in the game. Um, the only way he would know is if he directly cared enough to ask about it. <laughs> and he doesn't really care that much. If you guys remember back at the Game Awards footage, which was the first gameplay of, of this game shown off, he also, Shigeru Miyamoto also said, Oh, hey, Ipona and Eiji Inomo did not like correct him. But... That horse didn't look like Epona that we've, that we've known and loved. It, it didn't, it just, it was a brown horse. Uh, and we find out at E3 that you can tame wild horses. So it's kind of like, yeah, Shigeru Miyamoto doesn't really know what's going on <laughs> with this game. So you, whatever he has to say, unless it's very, very specific, like, yeah, this is legit. Like saying that this is in the game. Um, Yeah, those one-off comments he makes don't put too much stock in them. So he's, he's, you know, A.G. Aonomo has not come out and been like, yeah, there's no green tunic in the game. In fact, he hasn't really talked about it at all. Um, Which is very interesting. Um, I'm very surprised that there wasn't a lot of interviews that asked him about that. But you know what? The demo was so amazing, they probably had a zillion other (laughs) questions that were more important than, oh my gosh, is he going to wear green in this game? Um, So... Is this a big deal? It is uh, the one thing in the Zelda series that has never changed. Link has always had his iconic green clothes at some point, but we don't know for sure that he's not going to have it at any point in the game. Well, this will be we, what we do know for sure, though. And I, I mentioned it before: is that if, even if it is in the game, this will
1: be the first time it's not it's required. Not required, but that doesn't mean it's not going to be in the game. Um... And even well,
0: but that that big, that brings to the question though. Over the years, I mean, early on in the games, the, the clothing didn't. Really, I mean, the green tunic didn't really matter. It didn't mean anything. It was just to it symbolize just, that he was the hero. Y- yeah, um, and later on, it's starting to take on. You know, it's the hero's clothes. It's it's got a bunch of symbolism behind it. Um, it's important. It means something. Uh, and if it's optional and not required, uh, it kind of, for some people, it might take away the. Uh, the importance behind it, I guess. Even if it's iconic, that would be the only reason that you might even wear it, is just because it's iconic. Not because it actually makes a difference in the game. Um, like, mean, it, it's very... I
1: mean, no matter what, even in the game or not, it's going... It's a very different representation. Well, the game is entirely a different representation of the Zelda series as a whole anyways. So, I mean, you kind of have to look at it like that. Like, the whole game is going to be different from traditional Zelda... Uh, formulas so you know they're they're doing almost everything different with this one so it not that it's natural that there's a different aesthetic to link um and i wouldn't be surprised if we did, i i'd be surprised if we didn't see the tunic in the game in some shape or form um, i
0: i wouldn't be surprised
1: i mean like i'd be surprised if it wasn't at least like an optional thing that you get like maybe even if you get it on a uh like a New Game Plus type mode, kind of like if you play through Wind Waker a second time and you get the, oh, yeah. the invisible the tunic. Um, oh, okay. Yep. That You, you get it kind of like that. Um, but I, I feel like it's going to be in the game somewhere, somehow, even if it's not necessarily addressed. Like, it could be in a, an Easter egg in a shop or something. I, I don't know. But yeah. As I, I, I was gonna
0: say, I don't know if it's going to be in the game itself because I kept thinking clothing in this game has like a purpose yes it, you know there's temperature and, it's not just aesthetic yeah it's not just an aesthetic thing although obviously you know you can craft certain types of food items so like if you want to do a naked run it is possible um but reality is that yeah naked well <laughs> boxer link. you got boxer something link on for yeah boxer link for for the whole adventure <laughs> it is possible like nintendo did think i'd be like oh some people are gonna want to try to do that well that's You know, let's give them that option if they want to go that road. Um, It'd be more difficult. You have to hunt hunt and gather more and play around with cooking. But uh, it's interesting to me that it is possible that it's not in the game. Uh, And if it is in the game, it could be like a cameo. It might not even be something you can wear. It could just be a picture of your former life where you were wearing it. Um, Because after all, this is a resurrected Link. Um, who has been asleep for at least a hundred years, and it's very possible he was a hero before, and had the tunic then. And then maybe there's a story element about how he had to give up the tunic for some, for some reason. Um, and so you could end up seeing a picture, like a painting that has, a, or or a statue that kind of shows Link wearing it. Although, you know, if it's a statue, it might not be colored, so it might not look yeah. green, but. But you can very much tell that, oh, yeah, that's the classic tunic right there. Like, that looks like it. Um, You know, and that might be the only way we might see it in the game. Uh, Obviously, we don't know. It it could very well be in the game as an optional thing you get from a side quest um, or something you could just find out in the world uh, as you're digging into your past, uh, which is what what it seems like a lot of the story in the game um, seems to be pushing towards is all this optional story stuff is all about digging into what happened. Why were you asleep?
1: What happened to Hyrule while you were asleep? I do have... There's something that I haven't seen talked about, but that I just kind of realized that since... And this is kind of way off topic from the tunic thing, but it's another thing that I think is going to be missing from the game that nobody's really talked about. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, is that in the very beginning of the game, or at least the E3 trailer, the E3 gameplay, is we see the... Voice actress or voice character say "Wake up, Link." Mm. And so, does that mean that we're not going to get to name the character anymore? Because uh, int- entirely possible. Uh, the fact that there is voice acting, at least
0: for one character so far, um, one character that deliberately says a name. There's no. I-, I doubt they have a voice engine in there to try to. Yeah, pronounce I don't, I don't any name either. you put in. Um, it's very clearly going to be Link. Uh, I kind of see it as. No matter what we've named our character, and no matter how much Nintendo has said, we are Link. So, um, Link is Link and always will be Link. Um, as Nintendo has said, he will always be the person starting the main games. So, I don't think it matters. Like I think they still might let you name the character wherever you want, but you're not going to be confused when it says, you know, wake up Link. Yeah. Because um, I, I just don't see them taking away the, the ability to do that, especially in a game that lets, lets you customize things so much. Um already to take away like the only customization that has been there from the very beginning <laughs> seems really weird and pointless. Um, uh, the voice acting, I guess you, you could say gives a point to it, but if it's only very few characters that audibly say you know your name throughout mm. the game that, then it's I don't think it's too big of a deal. Um, but you know, then again, I'm also a veteran, so you gotta kind of consider okay, what if if someone's a first time player? Um, are they gonna be confused? Uh, who the heck is link? I uh, named him Bob. <laughs> um although the game clearly references to you, you know, I think it'll become obvious, but I can see how that might feel a little weird. Mm-hmm. Uh but we'll see. You know, we, we don't know. I mean, Nintendo could try, you know, maybe maybe if it's if you enter Link, it'll say wake up Link,
1: but if you enter uh, something else it'll be like wake up hero or something. Oh,
0: like it'll wake, it'll say wake up hero or it could just say wake up and then the text box will have your name but it just won't say your name. Yeah. Um so, I mean, there's multiple ways I guess they could work around that and still keep it in the game pretty easily. Um, and just, obviously, if you want that full name voice acting, make sure you enter Link. And that I, I'll probably, that if that's true, then I will probably always use Link just because I want to, dude, I, girl, woman, Zelda, whoever you are, say my name. Navi. Say my name. Not, hey, listen, <laughs> tell me to wake up. Tell me I got something important to do. I want to do it um so yeah it's just really interesting uh we have no idea what's gonna happen with the green clothes Uh, i think a lot of people are making much to do about zero new information just people that are already afraid it's not going to be in there and see another mention by by someone who is working on the game um that they deliberately created art to not show off a green tunic um again this is all decisions that was made a long time ago uh so it's not really anything new Um, it's new for us to know about it, but, uh, it's not really given you any insight into whether or not there will be a green tunic. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's one interesting part from this interview. Uh, the other one, the one that I actually find to be, uh, more interesting, but it seems to be less talked about because it's not as controversial because, you know, (laughs) controversy makes people, even though the controversy is totally made up in their head right now. (laughs) um, (laughs) This one also comes from an artist working on the game named uh, Satoru Takazawa. I'm sure that's not how it's pronounced in Japan, but I don't have a pronunciation guide for it right in front of me. Uh, you know what? I should start doing that more often. I should start looking up. I should like start putting the pronunciations next to it in my document here. Um, so it says, the bow is a very important item this time around. Obviously talking about Breath of the Wild. And you can use it from the start. It is also very convenient to use, and it was even used symbolically in the 2014 promotional video. Producer, A.G. Anomu, I'm sure I just pronounced it wrong again, has been (laughs) screaming. I know, the first time I nailed it, I keep getting worse like every time. um, (laughs) Has been screaming, I want to endorse the bow from the initial stages of development. Then he laughs. They they laugh a lot at Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> so we decided easily on the direction of making the bow appealing. Uh, so obviously it's been no secret since 2014, the bow is a big deal. It um, showed off a slow motion flipping off the horse mechanic back in 2014 that wasn't even in the game yet. Um, and then they decided after that, yeah, that was really cool. Let's put that in the game. Uh, and now that's something you can just do whenever you feel like it. Um, obviously, you know, you have to jump and actually be falling. So you can't, th- th- there are some tricks to it based on my experience with the game and new ways to get the best use out of it. But, uh, it's, it's awesome. Um, well, what, what do you think about Nintendo and what well, specifically, you know, the, the guy leading Zelda right from the get-go of being, Hey, look, uh, the bow is a big deal. So let's, let's make that the focus, like not about the master sword or not about um, you know, some random new item in the game, or a random specific character, like, oh, about a Twilight Princess, or about an Ocarina of Time. Uh, this is about the wild, and we want the bow to be what people remember the most, I guess, in terms of item,
1: like, in terms of
0: combat in this game.
1: Well, it looks like, um, there's, there's a few things to be said about this, um, and I don't know 100% if, First thing, if you can upgrade the bow at all, like if there's different ways you can change it, um, I don't um, think there was in the E3 demo.
0: I think, I think Nintendo said that there isn't a way. I'm trying to remember. I don't, I don't remember the exact quotes. I remember them saying something along the lines that there is no way to repair or upgrade a specific item, like say taking that little woodland bow you have and turning it into this awesome, epic, amazing one. But there are there were, like, different versions of the bow that were stronger um, that you could find and use. I know that. And it's possible that, like, you might need a specific bow that has a certain strength to be able to get a better bow um, that's hidden somewhere else. That, that could be an upgrade path yeah. they could use. Instead of being like, oh, you take this over to the blacksmith and you add some
1: iron plates on it and now it shoots better. I mean, um, like, I could... In terms of that bow, the specific one that they've been showing off since they announced the game with yeah, that trailer. Yeah, the, the the main one they've been showing off. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that so that fits in.
0: The demo had... I'm trying to remember. From what I remember using, I used three
1: different bows in the demo. Um, we'll have to go back and look at that. And the one you
0: the one that you get to use right away in the one demo is just a basic wood bow. There's nothing special yeah. about it. But the one I think you're thinking of has like those uh, special design, like almost the, the triangular... Yeah,
1: yeah, um,
0: and that might be that might end up being like you know the most powerful bow or something.
1: And I think that that you know them emphasizing emphasizing the bow and that specific bow and all the promotional art, the one with the the shika designs on yep. it, kind of fits in with the theme of the game where it's not really about the highlands anymore. Like this isn't really about high rule. Like it is kind of about how the whole land got to the state of disrepair <laughs> that it's in. Um, mm-hmm. But like we're seeing the Sheikah, Slate, the Shrines, like, everything seems to have to do with them, even the technology used in the game, um, and so the bow kind of speaks to that, as opposed to, like, something like the Master Sword, which has always been a Hylian weapon first, and we're, we're seeing kind of a shift away from that, so I think that that would be, and what they're doing is smart if they're continuing to go with that kind of trend in the game, where it's a Sheikah-centric story or theme in the game. To whereas you know Skyward Sword, where it was focused on the Master Sword and how sure it became the Master Sword in a Hylian type of legacy, and I think that they're going along with that um in the entire game as well. Um, and correct
0: me if I'm wrong. um I know there was some speculation on some of the early imagery and stuff about like Link's cuffs and everything, like having like a Gerudo sign on them. Um, And obviously, you know, there's a potential long-standing history between the Gerudo tribe and the Sheikah. Mm -hmm. Um, If I remember right, uh, back when I was a kid playing Ocarina of Time, which to me probably had some of the biggest emphasis on bow use uh, up to that point. Um, And again, it was mostly for puzzles. I mean, you could use it in combat, but it was was mostly a puzzle item at the time. Um, I remember that one of the the, the like when I think bow and arrow from of Time, I keep thinking of that that mini game they had with the Gerudo, yeah, with the Gerudo at the Gerudo Fortress, and it's like, huh, there was some the last time the bow had like an emphasis in an area that was it.
1: I wouldn't be surprised um, if Link wasn't a Hylian in this game. I I I could see him being a Sheikah. I doubt he'd be a Gerudo just because he doesn't have the dark skin. And it you... could be.
0: I mean, he could be a Hylian, but then. Um, Was raised by the Sheikah,
1: something like that. Like,
0: like, like Princess Zelda, like when became Sheik because she hid out with them for seven years or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it. I always say, I mean, obviously, we haven't seen enough of the actual Sheikah tribe um, to really know if they just see like remnants. Yeah, like a a distinct look. I I don't know. I mean, I guess though, you know, you could say maybe there's a distinct look because now we have shrines that have all these old like priestess-like, you know, beings that were apparently Shika or related to the Shika in some way. Um, but I'm not, you know, I'm not sitting here thinking, man, I see that and that's what that whole tribe is like. Because that's not the case. Impa is one of the most well-known Shika out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has looked completely different in so many different games. Uh, she doesn't even have a standardized look. <laughs> um, so it's like Hylians have kind of always had like a standardized visual uh, presentation to their their look, yeah. and this link still seems to have that visual presentation um, from the facial features to the the pointy ears. Um, but then again, we don't really know what, if the Sheikah is like a race or, or if it's just, just a
1: tribe of Hy- Hyrule uh, or something. Like yeah, that.
0: They, they could just be a tribe of of Highlands that you know have magic abilities or you know whatever the case may be. We
1: don't. There's so much
0: unknown about the Sheikah. Like when you say who are the Sheikah, it's like, well, they protect the Triforce and the royal family. Sometimes. But like, but like only when they feel like it. <laughs> and um, so there, there might have been like this bad thing that maybe sort of happened. that has been hinted at that had to do with like the tribe splitting. But we don't really know if that's canon. And we don't really know anything because they've just been this super mysterious tribe for 20 plus years that we know nothing about.
1: <laughs> um, Maybe we'll find out in this game,
0: and that, that could be. The, this is definitely the, the first game uh, in this series that is clearly, very clearly, not hiding the shikas. <laughs> like it's everywhere. The symbol is everywhere. Like this, you're the one of the main items you use in the game is the Sheikah slate. It's like, man, Sheikah have to. The, if we don't learn anything significant about the Sheikah in this game. I'm going to be very disappointed. I don't think we ever will at that point if we don't learn about them from this game. Yeah, because you have Sheikah symbols everywhere. There clearly... Something happened that involves Sheikah, and it's just... If we don't hear about it in this game, then I... I I mean, I guess if you go straight to the end of the game, maybe you don't hear anything, but...
1: I I think uh, this... The game speaks uh, to, like, just... uh, Not necessarily nostalgia, but the entire idea of all of these pre-existing cultures and tribes and characters that they've already made um and just using them again and bringing them back in a significant way like the Karokes are back like that's a something that came out of left field (laughs) um so like i wouldn't be surprised if we saw like maybe not the zoras from uh maybe i don't know not skyward sword (laughs) But if we saw them, for, if we saw, like, the, uh, ooh, the, is it the Ruto tribe? What about them? Rito tribe, sorry. That's what yeah, I'm trying Rito to think tribe. Of. Yeah, Ru- if, Ruto was a character. Yeah, I always get that confused. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw them again, but the fact that we're already seeing past characters and past cultures and tribes in this game, I think that the Shika are going to have a big emphasis, so I think we'll get some story about them. And I, think... I
0: swear, if it's, like, th- this is the game where they're all wiped out, <laughs> again, and we don't even see, like, outside of the ones in the shrines. Don't ever see one. It's gonna be like... Or the only one we see is Impa. It's
1: gonna again. be like...
0: Are you, are, are you kidding me? Are you... Like, give me at least a flashback to their heyday or something. What if they're all oh, named Impa, ugh.
1: and that's just what we're missing?
0: Like, I wanna know with well, this big war, I, I don't care if I can't travel back in time, like the game, you know, like so many others, all the games that let you do, and see what happened. but it's like, man... I, I at least want, like, a cutscene that, that explains it or something. I don't know. Um, I've, Sheikah has always been, like, the one thing I really, really want to know know a lot about. And I know I rag on Ocarina of Time a lot. But uh, the mystery that, it, um, the further mystery that is built around the
1: Sheikah in the game is actually something I really like. I hate that it's just never been explored. Wasn't it heavily, not heavily, but wasn't it built up upon in Twilight Princess, kind of? A little bit in Twilight Princess. It wasn't super huge in there. Skyward Sword had had some big
0: setup for it, but you know that was all before, um, you know before everything else, and we don't yeah. really know how big a role they had before Skyward Sword, um, and in Skyward Sword again, it's just Impa, so we still don't really know. You know, we just know that it's just in tribe, and it's been hinted at at one point being like this big, like a big deal tribe. Like it wasn't just Impa; it was like this whole community, um, Kakariko Village, now from your time. Was literally the home of the Sheikah, Um, but yet we never can see more than one in a game. But granted, as I said, because of the shrines, there's a potential we're going to see at least a hundred Um mm-hmm. But again, it, it, it seems more like remnants because they like poof in the air and are gone. So
1: it might not be like you know a living. It more
0: it might just be like a spirit of them.
1: I think it's weird too that they've all like it's been quote unquote established. That the Sheikah tribe have always served Hylia and Zelda or the the royal family, but every time we see a Sheikah, there's just one of them throughout like every single game. Mm-hmm. So it's like, is their history just one person? Is the tribe just one woman that just keeps going yeah. from game to game or, or what?
0: Yeah, that never dies. Yeah, she just never dies. Even, even though she got ancient in Skyward Sword, which happened a hell of a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> um,. But, it, yeah, I don't know. It, the, I just it, I hope it explains a lot. Um, so one topic I just want to get to quick. It's not so much a topic. Um, it's just kind of something that happened at Zelda Informer in this past week. Uh, the Zelda Informer forums have, uh, quote-unquote, relaunched. Um, we say that because, really, uh, it's the Zelda Dungeon forums. The ZDI that have, forums. That are now called, the quote-unquote, the ZDI forums. Um that have been totally reskinned to match Zelda Informer. In fact, if you go to the forums, it says Zelda Informer at the top. So it's very hard to really, uh, unless you're in the know, as in like staff members, you probably won't be calling them ZDI forums. <laughs> you probably just call them the Zelda Informer forums if you come from Zelda Informer. If you come from Zelda, you'll just call them the Zelda Dungeon forums. But either way, it's a combined forum community between two of the three largest Zelda sites in the world. No surprise. Both of those sites are owned by the same person now, so um, the forums is one thing he wanted to combine, and the Zelda and former forums have been down for a year or so. Uh, ever since we switched servers, it kind of broke things, and uh, yeah. And, I, and to anyone who used to be part of the old forums, you know, check your emails and your spam folders. I did send out a uh, email about the new forums uh, because we didn't just, you know, announce, "Hey, the forums are back. Go check them out." Uh, We're doing a giveaway to kind of promote um, new member activity and get you guys back involved. And these forums um, are actually active. They're not like the old Zelda Informer forums where it was like three or four people. Um, It already had 95 active members before we ever promoted anything. And I know in the last four days, there have been over 175 new registered members that have made at least one post. Um, So the forums are like booming right now. Now is the time to get in when everyone else is getting in, get acclimated. um, have a good time. There's a lots of Breath of the Wild talk going on there, uh, even more so than we talk about on the podcast, if you can believe it or not. Um, and obviously, they don't have to set that forum games, um, an RPG thing, I believe they have set up. They have Mafia. Um, mafia, yes. Mm-hmm. I've never really got into the Mafia thing, but some people have said it's a lot of fun. Um, because of what I do at Zelda Informer, I probably don't have the time to really get deep into that, but it, it looks a lot of fun. Always wanted to do something like
1: that. Maybe if I ever retire, I'll I'll be really active on the forums.
0: And you know, um, people like
1: play checkers or chess. Nate just lurks forums and plays mafia. <laughs> but no, you will see me on the forums. I'm usually in the the suggestions forum, trying to listen
0: to what feedback people are giving, um, and then I, I I pop in at some of the Breath of the Wild threads I care about, and um, in in the, in the general forum. So it, it is a great way um, to you know get to see what I do outside of. Because like, what I do on there, I don't really call it work. That's not what I'm paid to do. I'm not paid to like be active on those forums. That's just something I like to do, be involved with the community and talk directly with you guys. Um, and so are a lot of the Zelda former staff. Because all the Zelda former staff are required to be registered on the forums because <laughs> we Use them for staff-related reasons.
1: Alfred laughs because he might not be registered. I, I no am idea. registered. I have posted okay. on there. Don't okay. Okay. Don't go okay. Throws, I, throwing rocks I,
0: at me. I, well, like everyone changed like their usernames when they registered on there, so I don't recognize it. I think mine's just anyone. Alfred. I think I was like you Pro- know, probably just screw it. <laughs> well, yeah, just like mine's just Nathaniel no you Won't yep. be hard spotting me. Um. So, uh, so as I said, we're, we're doing like this big giveaway. Um, there's uh three kind of sections to this giveaway. First is guaranteed prizes, uh, and these are for brand new members only. So literally, if you have not been part of these forums ever, make a new account and do the these following things, and you will get a guaranteed, I believe it is, a link plushie. Guaranteed, no matter how many people join. So if 7,000 <laughs> of you join and do this, which will probably make Massey's cry, because <laughs> he's paying for all this stuff. I think that'd be uh, funny, though. You would get a guaranteed prize. Not that I so, think Massey's crying is funny, but I think it would be funny. <laughs> it, it would be amazing. I, I would like to see us get to the point where Massey's has to cry
1: <laughs> over these
0: Link plushies that he specifically selected because it's something he can offer that's cheap. But if 7,000 people meet the requirements, it, does seem so, it doesn't seem so cheap anymore. <laughs> he takes out a loan to pay out the guaranteed <laughs> But hey, you know what? That also means our forums are super, super active, um, and that's always good. Uh, so number one, you got to register at the forums. There'll be a link down in the description to go do that. Um, or just a link to the forums and you can figure out how to register from there. Uh, you must make a, a post in the contest thread. Uh, so there's a thread about the contest itself and you have to put your favorite Zelda quote in there. So we're all Zelda fans. I'm sure we all have our favorite quotes. Um, so we'll put a, I definitely will put a link down to that thread down in the description. And then on top of that, you have to make a total of 50 posts during the month of October Uh, as of, as of the time this podcast will be out, it'll be October 5th. So you have 26 days to get that done. Um, really not that hard. That's a couple posts a day. Um, there are some areas where the posts don't count for your post count. Um, but those areas are, you'll figure it out in a hurry. I can't, I think the forum games area is one of them where it won't, that doesn't necessarily mean that when we're doing these prizes, we're not going to like, if you make, Five posts in there and then you're at forty-five posts. I'm sure we can figure it out. Oh, you did make fifty posts because the contest rules don't specify that those forums don't count. But on your actual post count, um, it won't show. But what we, the system still has it logged, so we'll be able to we'll be able to look it up. Um, just keep that in mind. Um, just, post so, that's, that's yeah, to... just post a lot. That's that's yeah. Just post a lot. And there's a lot. a lot of people that are talking right now. A lot of Zelda fans. A lot of Zelda former staff. A lot of Zelda dungeon staff. It's a great place to just talk about Zelda. Um, The second tier we got going on is a larger prize. Uh, And it says in addition to the guaranteed prizes, we're also offering a larger prize for new members only. Um, all new users who win a plush doll automatically get entered in the raffle. So you don't have to do anything extra besides what you did to get your plushie to get into this raffle. And then whoever wins the raffle will have a choice of a number of items because we don't just want to like, you know, say, Oh, it's only this item. And if you win it and you already have that item, well then tough luck. Um, (laughs) So some of the options are a video game of your choice up to sixty dollars. So obviously, no there's a lot of additions. things you can do with it. Yeah, no, no collectors editions um, unless technically uh, the bundle for Fire Emblem Fates is fifty nine ninety nine. Yep. So you could get that. It just can't be over sixty dollars. So it's like a three DS
1: collector's edition that happens to be under sixty. That would count unless it's something that um, is never in stock. Or if you really want Massey's to buy like a textbook or something that's like sixty dollars, just yeah, pay for it. yeah, you know, whatever. I, I mean, I'm sure he's he's really flexible. Um,
0: it could also, but but here here's the kind of the kicker with this though. Um, it could also be the Legend of Zelda manga box set, which is a hundred dollars minimum. Um, so that's always something to consider if you want to get the best bang for your buck, uh, and then the replica Hylian shield. Oh, as as no, you wants it. Hey, watch the swearing. This is the Zelda Informer podcast. Got to watch it. Uh, bleep, bleep. Anyways. I'm um, a little late on that one. So then, uh, yeah, I know. I didn't know she was going to be swearing. Uh, and then the uh, replica Hylian Shield is also an option. I don't know which replica it is. Obviously, there's a lot of different ones out there. Um, I doubt it's like a $300 one. You're probably looking at like a $50 one off Amazon or something. I'm not 100% sure. Um, that's It'll either be add...
1: wooden or metal, so yeah, you're it's not going to get like a foam one. It's one of those ones that you
0: just got to ask Ask him. It's only going to be one winner. Um, the grand prize, uh, which is the last tier, is going to be for all members of the forums, whether you're already part of the forums, congrats, or if you're new. Uh, to qualify for this prize, you do need to do a bit more than what the new members have to do. Um, you have to make at least 100 posts, or over 100, as it says, during the month of October, and all new and current users that qualify for this post requirement will be entered into a raffle, and in that raffle, you get to win a Ganondorf first four figure statue. That's like a four hundred dollar Co- value. Yeah, we said it's over two hundred fifty dollars. I don't remember what it cost right now. I think, I think it was like two eighty. The one that he was looking at. Yeah, um, they're, they're pretty expensive. They're they're, they're they're really expensive, and they're really awesome. I don't own any of them because when it costs more than the consoles to play the games. On, I...
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on that one. If it's not I mean, a pop I, figure, I probably don't have it. Like, I have some of those ones from GameStop, um, but those were a whole lot
0: cheaper than 250 bucks.
1: Well, yeah, and sometimes they'll give, like, first four figures or Figma figures for, like, clearance at GameStop, but you're not going to find, like, a high end Ganondorf so, one, so.
0: so. Some people might have questions about, you know, are there any restrictions to this? Like, oh, I'm from Bulgaria. Does that matter? Uh, no, it does not. The prize is going to be won by anybody worldwide. So if you're from a smaller country, no worries. We will find a way to get it to you, whether it's from a local retailer. Um, if we if they don't allow international shipping into that country, I know some countries are really restrictive on that stuff. Um, additionally, while we want to encourage activity, we want the activity to be quality. So the moderation team will be reviewing your posts to assure that there is a degree of effort put into them. So don't come to the forum, spam it all up, or post like you know just emoji posts or like three three word posts. That, that's it. We want quality discussion. Um, and just because there's so, so much activity right now, it's really not that hard to find discussions you're probably interested in because, hey, you're, you're listening to a, a Zelda podcast. Come on. <laughs> you clearly want to talk about Zelda or at least read or listen to other people talk about Zelda. Um, so, oh, and also some, someone asked a question about shipping, uh, on the Facebook page for it. Uh, it doesn't matter where you're from, and how expensive shipping is. It'll be covered by us. So you don't have to worry about well, not having to us, cover any, but by by Zelda Informer, yeah. the entity, <laughs> or I believe it's, uh, uh, it's. I'm trying to remember. The, it, it, I mean, Massey's owns it, his shell company,
1: Massey's, Massey's Incorporated.
0: Shell. No, it's a <laughs> Dungeon Network or something. I can't remember. That sounds what, really bad. I can't remember what what it I'm is. Massey's, and this is my Dungeon Network. I don't Look even all remember these the, things. the the company listed on my contract. <laughs> I don't even remember. Um, anyways, uh, but yeah, it'll be paid by by the man. Um, so you don't got to worry about that. So that's, that's really cool. Um, go check out the forums. I'm kind of, I know it was a really long ad, but, um, <laughs> I mean, it, it's something cool we have done that we have not had in a long time. Um, let me bust out uh, some topics here. Um, so I was thinking about talking about one of the, one of the daily debates we have, we just did a lot of talk about Breath of the Wild. Um, so I'm just going to bring up, uh, cause we only have a couple minutes here before I want to move on to, um, our favorite things that happened in this past week. And uh, I just want to bring up a brief thing about NX, and I know I'm tired to talk about NX because <laughs> we don't have any new information. But we did get uh, Ubisoft CEO coming out and talking again, again, again. Uh, just saying that Nintendo's going to be back in the race with NX. Um, that's it. Didn't really say anything else. Uh, this was at an investors meeting when they were announcing their, I think their Q2 earnings or something. Um, and uh, there was like a cue or he opened up one of his things by saying that so just briefly mentioned NX which is interesting that he brought it up Um, but again Ubisoft has been pretty pro NX this whole time they were pretty pro Wii U as well
1: Um, yeah that's one of the things to consider is that Ubisoft is really liberal with their words so they'll just say stuff like this and they're not necessarily follow through with it like they were like yeah we're big Wii U supporters and feel like we're gonna we have that proof-of-concept game, which is Zombie U, which was great, and then they just kind of stopped. So, uh, Well, yeah, I, this is where... Um, well, there's, I mean, there's like, a, you, you've there's got a your lot Just Dance
0: and stuff, but... you got your Raymond Legends. But you didn't you got, get... Like Assassin's they're... Creed Three you got Assassin's Creed Four, Black but those Flag. really weren't like the definitive,
1: like better well, versions of the games.
0: They were never going to be the definitive versions because the Wii U wasn't as good as the Xbox, uh, exactly for PS4. But they were still really good, and they were better than the 360 and PS3 versions well, in it's... many cases. Although the 360 and PS3, I believe, got DLC, and the Wii U did not. That was the kind of thing that upset me was the lack of DLC. Then again, the sales weren't very high, so they might not have, like. Okay, if Say well, I think it was four hundred thousand bought Assassin's Creed Three. Well, if you figure four hundred thousand bought it and only ten percent of those people ever really buy DLC, is it worth porting it over for, you know, a hand you know, a few thousand people? Um, probably not. Probably not financially anyways. Um, and in Black Flag they just wrote it off right away that it wasn't gonna add but Black Flag still one of the one of the better looking Wii U games out there. Yeah. Um, they did they did a really good job. It's like they didn't get lazy with the ports, it just
1: it, it, it didn't like, matter. It was it, never it, like, "Hey, we got you know this coming out for PS3 or PS4 or whatever it is." Oh, Also, is coming out for Wii U, kind of a thing. <laughs> like, you didn't yeah. really wasn't like and, and, thrown and, out. And, there. You know,
0: like when I said Raymond, Legends, Raymond Legends, fantastic, and it actually sold best on Wii U.
1: But it, there was, was controversy
0: great. around that because it was supposed to be exclusive, and then because Zombie Wii U didn't sell as well as they had hoped, um, and Assassin's Creed Three did sell as well as they had hoped. They kind of backed off on that. And then they were kind of jerks to the developers of the game, not really communicating with them. Um, so I'm not trying to paint Ubisoft the Saints here. But no. Ubisoft, compared to pretty much every other AAA developer out there, <laughs> at least tried. They, yeah. they, they created a, a, a then-exclusive game. which Some people are like, oh, well, zombie is not exclusive anymore. Yeah, but... If you want the become,
1: best version of that game, you should probably it, play it on Wii
0: U. The, the best version is on Wii U uh even despite the the bumped up fps and graphics on this it doesn't matter it's missing like a core mechanic to the game and yeah. what they replaced it with works it's just not as good it, zombie U is one of the few games on wii u that actually prove the concept of the gamepad mm-hmm. um so if you haven't played zombie you go i think it's a great horror game i know it's got like a 76 score on metacritic which isn't terrible it's just uh you know some people are kind of iffy on it but a lot of people like it um it's just one of those things where you have to, you, I don't know. It's a very niche game. I think, I have think to Ubisoft, Ubisoft um, I give them props for supporting as long as they did. Um, I, I, I don't excuse the Rayman Legends, Snufu, mostly for the developers. I don't blame them for like bringing it to other systems. They have to make money. Um, and if you're not making money on the Wii U, it's really hard to keep justifying Wii U exclusive games.
1: Yeah, and that's the problem too. Is it wasn't like one of those games that you're like, oh, people are going to go about and buy a Wii U for Raymond's Legends. Oh yeah. So you know, I, I yeah, kind of it's... understand that, but still. Yeah.
0: So um, <clears throat> you know, in the past uh, I can't even pronounce it. Uh, yeah, Goumont or whatever. I can't. I know I can't pronounce his name. It's okay. I'm really just keep going. Uh, he he's the CEO of Ubisoft, and he actually confirmed earlier about there is going to be more than like just dance. Like they have more than just dance in the works right now. Um, and he mentioned something about how they like new hardware that experiments because they like to experiment. And for the most part, he's kind of true. Ubisoft has been there for all those experimental Harbor launches with something new. Um, Just
1: Dance, as much fun as we want make to make of it, it
0: was an experiment on the Wii. Mm-hmm.
1: That, well, that is interesting to note, though, that they're not coming out with uh, an Assassin's Creed or Far Cry in the next few years, So, or, or so they've said. So I wonder what well, they have up their sleeves there was for just a, the NX. There was just an Assassin's Creed
0: leak, I believe.
1: No, it was. It, I thought it was leaked that they weren't making one, or that they were making one, but it wasn't coming out soon. Yeah, so it's not going to be I like think, next year or the next yeah, year after that.
0: Well, because they didn't release one last year, right? No. no, But Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. They, did, they It was the... uh, Syndicate. Yeah, Syndicate. And then but they, they said they were. They said they were They were. They're going to take at least a year off. So that means none this year. We have, There was a recent leak about it, it being the game that people have kind of been asking them to do, like for the setting Egypt or whatever. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, all unconfirmed at this point. It's just a, like an, an image that, that leaked out. But last time this happened, it ended up being 100% true. Um,
1: it just makes it, me wonder what they're going to do for the NX. Yeah. If I mean, it's going to be it, more it, exclusive content.
0: It, 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 I'm guessing there'll be something experimental um, based on whatever the NX is uh obviously it'll be just dance they've already confirmed that mm-hmm. um and who knows uh they did confirm that Dishonored 2 would not be among the games because it's too far along in development to even mm. attempt to port well, it out november which, too yeah and that makes sense like it as as an nx user i don't really want games that already came out i want games that are coming out in the future and i want them at the same time other people get them um i know That's... pc users get used to getting delayed a little bit but um that, well, that's kind of the same
1: territory what happened like with watchdogs on wii u um well, even batman in arkham city didn't do yeah. too well on wii U because it came out so much longer after arkham city yeah came out.
0: It, it just the wii u wasn't a priority i mean you could argue that, that wii u was lucky to even get it which it kind of was because there really wasn't a market for it but um you know there really wasn't a market for watchdogs either but it's it just it it is what it is. The only way you're going to build a market for those games is to release them when everyone else gets them. Yeah. Um. And you have to do it consistently. And you're not. No one singular game is going to build you that audience. Um. And and that's what I kind of think. If Assassin's Creed wasn't already on the way down, it, it actually might have shown some growth on the Wii U. Um. And Black Flag was actually one of the better entries. But again, at that point, they had already like, you know, made decisions ahead of time that was going to limit the sales. Like the no DLC. So people are going to go, I'll go get it on PC then, instead.
1: Or you know, or on, on your PlayStation 4s or Xbox 360s and all that stuff. Um, that is so, one of the weird things is when you when a game does come out like that concurrently with the other consoles and still doesn't get the DLC. Like one of the weirder things, and this is kind of like a really like obscure thing to co- coincide with this, but the Lego Batman 3 game didn't get any of the DLC that the other oh, games yeah. got, which uh, was really weird. Because it came out around the same, it came out at the same time. Just didn't get any of the DLC for the game. Sure. Um, so we don't know. All I, all I want from Ubisoft is you know whether they give us a,
0: uh, an exclusive game or not. Um, based on their history, there probably is. Maybe I don't know if it'll be at launch, but the, there might be something in the works for the holiday, the first holiday season. Um, all I care about is that their future AAA games that they release on other platforms are also brought to NX at least for the first two years. Um, and then you know, obviously, if they're not selling well, they're not making any money by then. I totally understand they are a company, they are a business. I don't blame them for abandoning the Wii U when they did outside of just dance because you got to make money. And if you (laughs) give it to if you give it, you know, a full two-holiday period, like like they did, they they went two full holidays with the Wii U, didn't really make much money, you're gonna get out. Um, the NX obviously might have greater sales potential if it is a handheld hybrid because. Uh, the 3DS, even though it was the worst-selling console, sold $60 million, which is a heck of a lot more than 12 million Wii U's. So there's obviously a bigger market share that they're probably going to get anyways just by it being handheld. So um, Ubisoft probably is going to see higher sales, you would figure, because there should be a higher install base. What Just Dance on a handheld would be like? Um, Well, you can already kind of do it. I mean, you can only do it in your house, but you can play Just Dance on your Wii U gamepad.
1: That's true. You also play it with your phone. Or you yeah, could, you could, s- yeah, something like that. So <clears throat> it it works, it works. Obviously, it's
0: personally it's a lot better on the TV. But again, <laughs> it's a it's a hybrid, so you can hook it up to a TV. Well, supposedly it's a hybrid, um, which is actually really weird. There was that weird. Uh, I don't know if you know that Obi Wan guy from YouTube. Yeah, he was freaking out over like this company that made something that looks exactly like what all the NX rumors are. Um, last year that they, wanted, they were looking for a company to go into mass production. And they were on like Indiegogo, and then they closed their Indiegogo a month later, um, and we haven't heard of anything about this thing since. So, the, so he was like, "Oh man, did Nintendo just buy it out from them?" And yada yada yada. I mean, it all seems very doubtful because um, Nintendo would have been working on NX for years now.
1: Yeah, um,
0: but it was really interesting because it had like it had like. Uh, then you know, a tablet type screen with you know you had the slide on attachable controllers that you could slide off and continue to use. You could dock it with your TV. Um, it didn't look like the controllers were necessarily motion controllers, um, but you could still use them when it was hooked up to the TV. Uh, it had um, one of the rumors for NX had, a, had some, something about a, a, a reversible camera, so you could face it towards you or you could face it away from you, um, and all the stuff. And the system had like all of that. Um, so it it was kind of crazy, probably not true. I don't I don't know if we need to go much more into it. I just I know a lot of people on the internet have been talking about it. Um, I I just wanted to bring up that it, it is interesting, um, but I, I'm just going to kind of leave it at that.
1: Uh, so let's let's get
0: into the final part of the podcast. As I said earlier, no fan topics this week because we kind of had different plans that fell through. Uh, let's talk about our favorite things from the past week. Um, Alfred, why don't you go? You Whoops. go first. I'm not 100 sure.
1: Oh, oh, I Alfred, need,
0: Al, Alfred needs some time. <clears throat> I have I have something. <clears throat> so, um, this isn't necessarily gaming news related, but it is related to podcasts. I started a brand new podcast for Nintendo Prime. Um, we I just call it the MP podcast uh, because it does it is going to cover more than just Nintendo, uh, but it's up right now. You can find it on YouTube if you type in NP podcast or uh, I'll put a link down to the, the channel and the video uh, in the description so you can go check it out. Uh, this podcast is a lot different than the Zelda Informer podcast uh, because the Zelda Informer podcast is just a bunch of us individually in our homes uh, talking into a webcam, yada, yada. <laughs> it gets all spliced together at the end um, when we have the ability to do that. Obviously, with my computer issues, we haven't done that for a couple weeks. But um, besides that uh this one is more of an in-person podcast it is with me and a guy named eric moore who it, it's his birthday the day that i'm we're recording this so when you watch this eric happy late birthday um so me it's me and him together in a room uh, if you're interested on who eric is also to watch the podcast if you've been paying attention to our zelda former podcast he was on our e3 special um, he was the person, if you're watching the video on your screen, he's on the far right, which would have been my far left, so the, the opposite side of the four people on the podcast. Um, so he's on it every single week with me. Um, so it's in person. It's in my house. I'm actually going to reorganize my office space to see if we can set up the recording in there because there's a potential we might live stream the podcast in the future, um, which which will help set it apart also from the Zelda Informer one. And then it also features a guy you guys know very very well, Darren. The managing editor is all informer. Uh, he is not on video at all. He will be at some point next year on that podcast. He claims he'll have better internet. I just don't <laughs> believe him. Um, and he's like a voice speaking from above. Um, it's all good times. We, this week, we this, this first podcast, we went through our top five favorite games on every Nintendo system ever released. Um, besides Virtual Boy. Because none of us have played enough Virtual Boy to, to say much about it. Um, so... Yeah, uh, you can go check that out. It's, it's really cool. It's, it's got a lot of different vibe here than we do at the Zelda Former Podcast. And obviously, we talk about way more than Zelda. Although Darren, I think had a Zelda game on like every one of his top fives. <laughs> I, I'm trying to think if he even had a top five that did not include a Zelda <laughs> game. Oh, and you can, you can go in there and rage at me because I at one point I said Ocarina of Time sucks. So you say that um, all the time, though. So, yeah, I do say it all <laughs> the time, but like I. It sounds really bad in that podcast. There's almost like a full-on argument about it. Um, <laughs> so go, you can go check out uh, that podcast. Enjoy. Uh, that was my favorite thing from the past week. Uh, there was a, Obviously, there was some cool stuff and news happening, but um, I want to give a little plug to my personal project. Hey, you like this <laughs> other podcast, you're probably going to like the Nintendo Prime podcast.
1: Uh, did you figure out anything that you yes. liked from this week? Uh so I don't know if this is good or my favorite, but it's a thing that happened this week sure. that has gotten me thinking. And J.J. Abrams announced that we should be seeing an announcement, or he hoped for an announcement for a Portal movie soon. And uh, We actually talked about that in the Center Prime podcast. I was, pretty cool. When I heard about that, I was like, oh, that's, at first I'm like, oh, that's great. We're going to get a Portal movie. And then I was like, "But oh, how will that work? Because that'd be like making a <laughs> Zelda film. Because yeah, we
0: joke, like, Well, if you even. No, see, a Zelda film, you could kind of sort of see. Like, there's could. like a deep story. There's like
1: story with
0: Zelda that you could somehow make enough of it to do something. Even if it doesn't include Link, like say it, it's actually just about like Chic during the seven yeah. years. That could make sense. That could work. Portal, I mean, what's it going to be about? You shoot, a, you shoot one portal on the ground yeah, on the ceiling
1: and you just fall through a constant loop for an hour and a half? Well, I, I just like. Because <laughs> it's. You'd have to somehow adapt the game, and I could see them doing like a first half hour of like Cave Johnson's descent to madness spoiler oh alert boy. Portal Two, um, oh, right. and then if he was played by J.K. Simmons, even better. But see, here's the thing, and I, I did mention this.
0: I think it was me that mentioned it on the Nintendo Prime podcast. I said something about. You know, it sounds like I, really weird that they could even somehow try to make this work. Like the, the in this report was also that there was a Half Life movie in the works, which I can actually see. Like there's I can a Half Life sto- film,
1: there's a story there.
0: Um, Apparently, we're not getting Half Life
1: three. We're
0: getting yeah, Half Life movie, I, or it'll be Half Life three the movie. Um, <laughs> though that would that Half Life would two episode
1: three the movie. It would automatically tank because everyone wants the game, not the movie. Um, It'd but, be a Telltale interactive game telltale (laughs) interactive
0: yeah you get on your smartphones and anyways um so they're making a movie out of tetris a three like a trilogy for tetris and if they could do that for tetris portal doesn't seem that crazy to me yeah
1: but like you have more not that you have more artistic freedom with tetris but there's like no plot it's kind of like when they did the battleship movie
0: wait there's the
1: There's no expectations for the plot because one doesn't exist. Exactly, but Portal kind
0: of has a plot to it. Sort like, of, kind of, yeah. As, I mean, it's very thin. Well, it's as, not really,
1: you don't play the games because of the plot. Let's put it and, that way. In the first game, I wouldn't say there's that much of a plot. In the second game, there was yeah. more. Yeah, you were more, more of a second. facilitator for the plot. Like The main plot was like Wheatley, Cave Johnson, and uh, Gladys, and you just kind of helped things along. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they would do like again I'm, I'm not sure what they're doing and plus i just hope it's not like uh like
0: um because you know there, there's a lot of line or a, f- a handful of lines that are remembered from portal that kind of became mayma's you know the cake is a lie yeah um i just hope it doesn't become one of those where they just try a bunch of one-liners like that i what
1: i'm hoping and i, I think hate that this
0: films is... that do that and if they do that with portal the film i'm gonna be like okay is this
1: a, is this an adam sandler movie now <laughs> One of the things that I could see them doing is they wouldn't announce it until after Assassin's Creed was released. Because sure. they'd want to see the reception for that before they moved into production or pre-production for this movie. Because not that that's kind of like the saving grace for, for video game films right now. But it kind of is. Because Warcraft well, tanked. Yeah, Warcraft tanked. Uh, for, I haven't seen it yet. From what I, heard, I haven't either. From what I heard, fans
0: of Warcraft liked the movie. People yeah. who don't know anything about Warcraft are lost and confused, which makes a lot of sense based on what I heard how the story goes. I don't know the whole thing because I need to watch
1: it. No, well, it's kind of like I, I was told I'm going to love it, but it's not
0: good for people who don't like Warcraft. Well, that's
1: kind of the thing with like, and people are probably going to get mad at me for saying this because I actually like this movie. But Batman v Superman was mostly aimed towards comic book fans. Like, I went to go see it with my fiance, and there was one scene with robin's uh, Robin suit in it and she was like I have no idea what's going on there. I'm <laughs> like, oh that's when the Joker killed Jason Todd in Death of the Family. And she's like, I have no idea what that means. I'm like, I know. Um <laughs> and so the problem is is that you Uh have to... let me try to explain this to you, but I can't because there's not enough time I'm watching the movie. <laughs> you have to aim the movie at like a general audience while still appeasing fans. Yeah. And that's Yeah. Warcraft didn't do that. Warcraft <laughs> just aimed like this is for Warcraft fans. assassin's creed can do that and i'm i'm really hoping that it's good because i feel like that's kind of like the last hope we have for video game films not that i think it it, like aren't we getting another tomb raider movie at some point they've already cast the lead actress probably probably yeah i think they cast an actress um yeah i you know i don't know if it'll i don't really
0: consider like the last hope because as long as video games keep becoming a bigger and bigger deal i mean the angry birds movie ended up doing pretty good at the box. i still want to
1: see it i've heard it's really funny
0: yeah, it is really good. Uh, my kids like it. I thought it was was pretty funny, um, you know. And I'm not necessarily like a big Angry Birds player. Like it's a game that doesn't really have a story, so it's okay. Um, and that somehow they made it work. I mean, even with like you know how the birds do different things in the game, that's in the movie. It's mm-hmm. just cleverly put into the movie in a, in a pretty comedic way. Um, so it, it's you know even the whole fact that, that Angry Birds like it, it's it's just got this really clever thing with anger management and like all the birds are supposed to be happy-go-lucky and it's just it's funny it's just it's a cute movie um but that's the thing like obviously that's an animated movie uh animated movies have tend to have done better for video games than live action um but then again like those tomb raider movies i had uh angelina uh, jolie angelina jolie did good at the box office they made a like a trilogy out of that like Mm -hmm. it it did well the resident evil movies they're still going
1: yeah, they're, it's like you have the trailer for the new it, one. It,
0: it's like you might not think those movies are good, but enough people do that they're making money off of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of the big thing with with video game movies is one, as long as they're making money, they're going to keep doing it. Now, uh, I believe it was Ubisoft came out and said they don't care if they make any money in the Assassin's Creed movie. <laughs> well, that's them just preparing for the worst yeah. because there's always a high chance video game movies are going to bomb. Assassin's Creed itself didn't leave in a good place last time that we saw a game from it. Well syndicate um, did, Unity didn't. Yeah, Syndicate Syndicate
1: wasn't bad. It, it kinda it, like,
0: la- it had bugs when it launched. That shouldn't but have not nearly not as, as bad. Not as bad as Unity. Unity is like, terrible.
1: It, Unity took it on a huge, like steep downcline and then Syndicate like brought it back up a little bit. But that's kind of where it's at right now. Unity and Syndicate um outside of the bugs, the
0: only issues I have with those games is you know, I know a lot of people don't play Assassin's Creed for any of the futuristic stuff, but those two games are why people don't do it. They kind of ruined the futuristic stuff. Yeah. So the whole reason you're doing any of this is kind of like gone now, um, and that's one thing I liked about like from you know Assassin's Creed all the way actually through Black Flag, um, it felt like there was an overarching reason for what you're doing outside of just being a badass, <laughs> um, and they kind of got rid of that with Unity um, and uh syndicate so syndicate by the way it is not a bad game um i don't think it's one of the best assassin's Creed games it's better than unity um it's better than assassin's Creed 3 uh so it might i don't, it might be better than Did brotherhood cut out on me? I, oh can you not hear me hello 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 hey, no. are you still there alfred
1: i don't know if you're talking right now
0: yes i am all right obviously we had some technical difficulties um can't get the call going again. It could be my router, it could be internet on his side. We don't really know what's going on. So that's gonna do it for the Zelda Informer podcast. Again, I thank you guys for watching. Obviously, you can check out the Nintendo Prime podcast. Uh I'll have all the links and various stuff to that maybe in the this video here or down in the description on the audio version. Uh you can follow Alfred at Full Metal Alfie on Twitter. You can follow me at Nate chance Obviously, follow Zelda Informer. All the places that we are, you just type Zelda Informer. You will find us. Uh have a great day.